Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeout for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. called on the outside corner and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you Here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being back once again. Mariners, well, the winning streak comes to an end as the Oakland A's beat the Mariners in game one of the series last night. We'll talk about that briefly, and then we'll move on to some fun stuff coming up. Greg Green is going to be here. He's going to talk about the rest of the homestand. Seven games left on this homestand. Two more with the A's. We'll preview the matchup tonight as well against Oakland. Also, Leonis Martin, he has been simply outstanding in every way, defensively, offensively. Shannon Dreyer, a fun conversation with him. And he talks about some of the guys who he leans on and who's helped him get to where he is right now. It's, it's pretty great. It's a, it's a really good conversation. That comes up in a few minutes as well. Also, in Cincinnati, we talked to longtime beat writer who was in the Hall of Fame, Hal McCoy, and he talks about Ken Griffey Jr. and what it was like to cover Griffey at the time, what he thinks of Ken Griffey Jr. It's pretty amazing for a guy that's seen a lot of baseball, a lot of players, and where he puts Griffey in terms of players of all time. It's it's amazing. So with that in mind, we're going to end the podcast with a fun call from David Niehaus on Ken Griffey Jr. and the explanation of it, which is pretty outstanding. Tough night, though, for the Mariners last night as they ran into Rich Hill, who has been outstanding this year. Oakland signed Hill in the offseason. Sonny Gray, remember, came down sick opening day. Rich Hill forced into the opening day role, and he has pitched like an opening day starter all year long. In fact, Hill now third in the American League in ERA behind just Chris Sale and Jose Quintana. Rich Hill, a 2.18 ERA. That's third best. Felix, by the way, 2.21 ERA is fourth in the American League in ERA. But Rich Hill has been sensational. He's got the curveball. He's been riding it. Last night, 57 curveballs. He threw more curves than his fastball and changeup combined. Fastball, 46 fastballs on uh, in the game last night. 
four change-ups, and 57 curves, and it was very effective carving up the M's order. He was outstanding. He also did something last night only one pitcher has been able to do against the Mariners this year, and that's pitch over seven innings. Hector Santiago did it on the 15th, and now Rich Hill. They both pitched eight, but no other pitcher has gone past seven innings against the Mariners this year besides those two. But it was a great night for Rich Hill. Taiwan Walker, he was going toe-to-toe. He looked outstanding. Here's the pitch on the way. Strike three called. Simeon Kong looking. That is strikeout number three for Taiwan Walker. Went right after Davis, Alonzo, and Simeon, and that's it for the A's here in the second. What a start for Taiwan Walker. Yeah, he was on his game, but the A's would finally break the tie in the seventh. The 3-1 swing, and this is shot out to right field. A lot of trouble, and this is gone. Steven Vogt on a 3-1 offering goes deep out to right field for the first run of this game. It's one to nothing A's on a no-doubter by Steven Vogt. As it turns out, that would be all the A's would need. Rich Hill, his seventh win, he goes eight, gives up eight hits, no runs. No walks, six strikeouts. The Mariners had a great opportunity early in the ballgame. Bases loaded, nobody out. They could not push a run across. And then from then, Hill was pretty invincible. In the eighth inning, the A's would break it open with four runs. Chris Taylor, a couple of errors in the inning. A very tough outing for Taylor. His first start of the season for the Mariners. So they pile on four more there. They went 5 nothing over the Amps. Despite nine hits for the Mariners, Opportunities early. They couldn't push a run across. Walker, though, looked excellent. Seven and a third, four hits, five runs, but only one earned. One walk and six strikeouts, 102 pitches. He had that electric fastball. I mean, he was really humming it in, 97 miles per hour. It was it was really working. He held the A's down, but not long enough. Walker, by the way, speaking of ERA, he's now worked his way into the top 10, 2.70 ERA in the American League. But uh, he gets tagged with the loss. He falls to 2-4 and four on the campaign. Mariners will try and bounce back tonight against the A's and try and even this series. And you look at it, the A's since April 13th coming into the game, the Mariners had have allowed the least amount of runs since April 13th coming into last night. The A's had given up the most runs since April 13th and that's despite Hill. Hill has really been the rock of the rotation the rest of the rotation no they've struggled. Sonny Gray of course has been up and down now in the DL and they've had some other injuries along the way as well so there has not been a lot of stability outside of Rich Hill in the rotation so we'll see if these next two games if the Mariners can take advantage of that. Kendall Graveman will go for the A's tonight one and six, five four eight ERA against Nathan Carnes has been excellent. Four and one with a three 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 seven ten first pitch tonight from Safeco Field. The Mariners try and get even with the A's in this three game series. So Leonis Martin, who by the way was aboard a couple of times again last night, as he continues to surge, he's been outstanding defensively, offensively, getting on base really constantly. And here he is with Shannon Dreyer. Who do you watch on this team? Who do you learn from? Man, Robbie. Robbie is, yeah. He's, he's good. He's been in the league for a long time. And, you know, I got my my boy Nelly in my side. He always talks to me, give me the heads up. And I want to say Robbie because he's a lefty too. 
he all the time and I got time to watch Robbie. You know, every time you see that kind of hit, you learn something. You know, take you take you time to see what what they do, what what they do to be to go like they are. Yeah. And that's the couple thing that helped me a lot. What would you like to take from him? Mm, he always on time. That's that's the thing. He always on time. He always ready to hit. He always he he swing what he looking for. And you know he going to the home plate, not try to do too much, try to hit the ball hard, and that's a little thing he he told me when I was a little bit stronger the day before. And that helps. Yeah, that's pretty sure. amazing when you can go to a teammate and they can tell you that. Yeah, sometimes the, you know I got good swing, and you know my hand is so quick. And mm-hmm. Like I said, Robbie, sometimes he told me, hey, man, don't try to hit the ball so hard. The the swing so the swing too hard, Robbie. That's my swing, man. I don't know how I can control that. It's gonna be tough to change my swing. And he told me, you ha- you can swing hard, bro. Short and quick, short and quick swing. You know, it has to be too long. That's the thing. And you know, I'm glad to have those guys next to me to they can give me the you know they know more than me about hitting. So short and quick is, is different for you? Yeah, short and quick is uh, made a difference, you know. You know, when you when you swing, you feel the swing a little bit long, you're in trouble, right. you know. You're going to miss your fastball. If you miss your fastball in this game, you're in trouble. Yes, this is true. <laughs> One thing that's helped also, is, you said, was Nelly's bat. Yeah. <laughs> I've been used to the heavy boy, you know. Like uh, That's one of the reasons I got quick swing. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons making sure to get a heavy bat. Yeah, so you're fast center fielder out there using big slugger's bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember year before in Texas, and uh, Posh Rodriguez, Ivan, he told me, man, you got quick swing. Why are you even trying to take uh, use a heavy bat? Man, and I, my answer was, man, I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't feel really comfortable with heavy bat. And he told me, it's all right here in the mind. Mm. And now I know he was right. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. You listen, those guys got big numbers. You listen to them. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> hey, what's it like? I mean, you. we always look to you for defense, but now you get to talk about your offense a little bit. <laughs> mm, you know, when you know he good, you have to play defense. You got to do something to help your team. You got to do something to come you know, to collect wins for your team. And that's what I was trying to do. Now my my offense is better and trying to put both, you know, it's going to be better for my pitcher, for my team. No, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Thank you, Leonis. Thank you, thank you guys. Perfect. Now fun conversation as we get to talk a little King Griffey Jr. in Cincinnati with the great Hal McCoy. Very special guest with us, Hal McCoy, longtime beat writer covering the Cincinnati Reds, also the winner of the 2002 Taylor Spink Award. Thanks so much for being here on what is a very special day in Cincinnati, Ken Griffey Jr. night here at the ballpark. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a slam dunk having me on here because Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. is my all-time favorite baseball player and one of my all-time favorite people in, in covering this team for 43 years. He is uh, the only baseball player who calls me on Christmas Eve <laughs> to wish me and my family a happy Christmas. And not only that, uh, he has your cell phone number. He's called you 
many a time. Uh, talk about uh, the time where you were voted into the Hall of Fame, winning the Spank Award. It uh, was uh, during the baseball writers meeting or the baseball winter meetings in Nashville in 2002, and they made the announcement uh, at the meetings. And I left the room and went to the press room to sit down to work, and my cell phone rang. Not three minutes after the announcement was made. And I answer the phone, and a voice says, Hal, do you know who this is? And I said, yes, Junior, I recognize your voice. <laughs> and he said, I'm not calling for an interview or a story or anything. I'm just calling to congratulate you on going into the Hall of Fame. They'll let anybody in, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about Ken Griffey, Jr. going into the Hall of Fame? Oh, they should have uh, the, the ones who did not vote for him should have their votes revoked. How can you not? Vote yeah. for Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, he should have been 100. Uh, percent We were not as fortunate as you people in Seattle. We didn't get to see the true Ken Griffey Jr. when he was here, but of course we saw enough. And he's a Cincinnati kid and the home, homegrown talent. So we appreciated having him here. Uh, you know, even though we didn't see the best of him, but uh, to show you how he is, in 2005 uh, he was injured. In the first month of the season, he hit one home run. And I wrote a column, and I said, if Ken Griffey Jr. stays healthy and doesn't hit 30 home runs, I'll eat this column on Courthouse Square. (laughs) And I wrote it, and he didn't say anything. Nobody said anything. And on August 18, 2005, we're in Washington. Junior hits his 30th home run. I'm standing outside the clubhouse, and he walks by, and he says, hey, Hal. I turn around. He flips me a baseball, and it says on there, home run number 30, Career home run number 531. Hal, thanks for your friendship and support, Ken Griffey Jr. I don't keep much memorabilia, but that's on my desk in my home office. That's the kind of guy he is. I had a really neat experience coming to the ballpark yesterday. The cab driver started talking about the baseball team when he knew I was going to the park, and he said, I've been here for 57 years. I saw both Griffeys play, and he called Griffey Secret Santa. (laughs) He said, you know, this was a guy that did so much for so many and didn't want anyone to know, and that's what he remembered him as. What is the feeling with with Reds fans here? How do they remember him? You know, it's kind of a mixed bag here because uh, he didn't perform the way a lot of the people here thought he should. He got booed a lot here, and uh, a lot of people uh, uh, thought he shouldn't be around here, which I thought was incredibly uh, incredibly wrong because uh, he was injured a lot. And uh, as you said, he did a lot for this community and uh, wanted no credit for it. Uh, and uh, if you walked up to him as a, as a media person, if I asked a question for him to talk about himself, you'd get about two and three words. That was it. <laughs> but if you ask about his wife, Melissa, or his kids, yeah. open your notebook and start to listen because he's going to talk for an hour. Yeah, he's an incredible human being, incredible baseball player. Hal, why do you think you and Junior had that wonderful relationship that you did? Uh, I can tell you exactly what happened. Junior being from uh, Cincinnati uh, and the Reds uh, being in the National League, and it was before uh, interleague play. I never got to see Junior play. I, I covered the World Series every year, and I, I covered the playoffs, but uh, you know, Seattle didn't make the World Series, so I never got to see Junior play. When the Reds traded for him in 2000, we were in the uh, interview room, and uh, Junior's doing the interview. And I asked him a question, and he looked at me, and he said, I trust you. I know you. I asked my dad about you, and he said, you're okay, so you're okay. And I, you know, I got to cover his dad when uh, he was with the Big Red Machine. So his dad put in the good word for me, and Junior and I uh, hit it off pretty well. 
So many great players have played this game. Where do you think he fits in with some of the greatest of all time? Uh, I think he's got to be in the top five. You know, wow. I mean, I've covered baseball for 43 years, so I didn't see everybody, although some people around here say I saw, <laughs> I saw the 1869 Cincinnati Reds. That, uh, that's not true. But, uh, you know, from the players that, uh, that I have seen, even from what I saw of him in Cincinnati and, and the way he played the game, he's in my, he's in my top three. Wow. Well, Hal, uh, thanks so much for coming over. We certainly you, appreciate it. This was fantastic. Well, thank you for having me. I could talk about Ken Griffey Jr. all day. <laughs> the great Hal McCoy. Fun day here at the ballpark. Ken Griffey Jr. night here in Cincinnati. I, I wish I knew where that came from. because <laughs> We want to know. Put together a piece, uh, I guess, for the Sunday magazine and, and played Amazing Grace with that in the background, I think it was. <laughs> and, I, I, I don't know where that came from, but Junior, you know, having been here for so many years, hit so many home runs, and, and sometimes you get lucky, and I got lucky that night. Yeah, what is old-time religion, truly? I, I, old-time religion is tent meetings. It's, uh, I, I grew up in the Midwest, and my mom dragged me to every tent meeting that came through my little town of Princeton, Indiana, to church every Sunday morning, uh, fire, brimstone, etc., stuff like that. The fans hoping to catch a little bit of the old-time religion right here, baby, with Junior stepping up to the plate. Here comes the stretch, and the pitch to Junior on the way. Swing and a fly ball into deep right center field. That baby is going to be fly away. The old-time religion lives. Junior does it. A two-run home run, and we are tied at three, three, my, oh my, Magic is back at least for a night as the Mariners tie it at three, three, the first pitch to Junior is hit over the center field fence. And now to get you ready for the rest of the homestand, it's Greg Green. Yeah, we got a, a first fireworks show, as, uh, as Katy Perry alluded to there in your playing music. <laughs> The uh, first fireworks show, really, everything you're going on Friday night. It's going to be an amazing Friday night at the ballpark. Um, you got the fireworks night, uh, the, the uh, Mariner Music King Mix, uh, which is music going back to the Kingdom, to which here at Safeco Field, player intros. It's going to be a really fun show. Uh, you got the first ever bomber hat night. Have you seen these? these they're really cool. Um, it's a great giveaway item for the first 15,000 fans. It's a college night, and, you know, let's throw on top of that. King Felix is on the mound Friday night, so it's a chance to get in on the King's Court for 35 bucks. at Mariners.com slash Felix. I mean, really. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, throwing out the first pitch, Isaiah Thomas. So it's going to be a really cool Friday, Friday night. Great way to kick off the Memorial Day weekend. Kev handed me a note. He wants to know, are they playing Blower Power during the uh, during the, the fireworks that show? That might be our lead-in music, just like you play Perry. <laughs> Mike will be our lead-in music. He may do a live performance of it as well. Uh, uh, yes, that's a great idea. Now, that is that is a packed <laughs> night at the ballpark. There's a lot going on. There is. You know, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, this team's got a lot going on. You know, fans are coming out to the ballpark. You know, we had close to 120,000 people at the ballpark last weekend, and that. Uh, you know, Mariners fans are bringing it. They they can feel it. They can hear it down in the dugout, and uh, the team's playing up to that. So it's 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 really fun to be at the ballpark right now. Well, you got to be proud too, as we saw a mini version of Kings Court here in Cincinnati. It, it travels. <laughs> it's all over the country, which is fantastic. The, the, 
the King's Court in the Queen City was something special to see. And, uh, you know, it's fun to see the, uh, the King's Court travel and, uh, you know, go along with Felix. I know he, uh, he appreciates hearing it. You know, we could hear it on the broadcast back home, the fans starting the K chants. And, uh, yeah, it, it's something special. So it's not only fireworks on Friday. Oakland coming up starting on Monday, Monday to Wednesday. Park in the Park night. Yeah, Park in the, middle. the Park. The, the, the pooch, we, we're expecting close to 800 dogs in the ballpark. Seattle is uh, certainly wow. a, a great dog town, and this is one of three chances this year to, to bring your uh, your dog out to the ballpark. You get For 40 bucks, you get a ticket for you and your uh, your pooch, which is two seats up in the view level. You also get a new leash for your best friend, and uh, you get a chance to walk them or run them around the bases after the game. Um, so, Anybody with the dog, it's, it's really a fun fun night at the ballpark. Um, so come on out for that Tuesday night. Fancy go to marriage.com slash park. There's a, there's a few more dog in person seats left for that, that event. Is it true that if someone brings a greyhound, it's possible Scott Service will use the greyhound as a pinch runner late in the ballgame? Yes. Is that, yes, that is, is, that is true. You, you do want to keep the greyhound uh, close to the first base <laughs> dugout because there's a chance they can get in. We'll, we'll take it. Score that winning run. That's that's fantastic. Also, that's right. uh, Robinson Cano t-shirts as well over the weekend. Yeah, you're, yeah. Saturday kids t-shirts. Uh, they're a really cool navy t-shirt with uh, uh, Robbie, the uh, RBI leader up there uh, on the on the front of the shirt for all kids. Fourteen hundred includes yes. kids today. The next day is uh, another day for the kiddos. Uh, Little league wristbands, Nelson Cruz wristbands. Um, so something really for everyone uh, this uh, upcoming weekend at Safeco Field. And some day baseball mixed in on this homestand as well. Yeah, how about that? Three day games in a row, starting Sunday with a one ten start, and then Memorial Day, uh, we're home against uh, our dreaded rivals, the Padres. That should be <laughs> heated. Um, it always is. We're gonna bring the kids to that. It can get a little ugly. Um, but yeah, Memorial <laughs> Day one ten start, and then a getaway day on uh, Tuesday with another uh, a day start on that one. So uh, yeah, it's it's a great chance to come to the ballpark and. And to come out to the ballpark today, we've got uh, the United Way Softball Classic going on at 3 o'clock. Gates at 1.30. Uh, general admission ticket for only 15 bucks, And Jay Buhner, Dan Wilson, the big unit, Sean Camp, Jermaine Kirst, Gloria Malloy, Clint Dempsey, and more are going to be there. It's a really, really fun event. So if you're looking for something to do this afternoon, it's going to help a great cause and, and see a fun event at the ballpark today, the United Way Softball Classic. Wow, that's a big list. That's impressive. Yeah. That's some big names. you got a Hall of Famer right thrown in there. Yeah, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's impressive. No. No, it's it's going to be a fun homestand, too, especially with the way the Mariners are playing. They're on a roll. It should be a very fun atmosphere the next handful of games. Yeah, it, uh, you know, we, we, we felt it. You know, they, we heard uh, Scott Service mention it a couple times post-game that uh, they're feeling the fans out there in the, in the dugout. And, uh, you know, Mariner fans know how to bring it and bring the energy mm-hmm. and you know, they, they they feed off what's happening on the field and, and, and vice versa. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to some really big houses this uh, this upcoming homestand and, and uh, keeping this team going. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 